2: This is the Rugby World Cup Ruck, the rugby podcast from the Times and Sunday Times. We're covering every match in the tournament, giving you the best incisive analysis and previewing all the big games. The week began with a blitz of tries from the All Blacks, touching down nine times against Canada. France leaving it late to seal the deal against a courageous USA side. And as of this morning, we saw Fiji put 45 points against Georgia's ten. And Ireland 35 with no reply against Russia. I'm Lawrence Delalio, and joining me live from Japan is Stephen Jones. Jonesy, great to uh, to have you on on the end of the line. Um, everything okay there in uh, in Japan? Uh, if we open up with, uh, I guess, a, a slightly more predictable result, really, New Zealand against Canada. Um, you know, 63 victory to strengthen their kind of grip on Paul B at the Rugby World Cup and Steve Hansen uh, it's his 90th win as an All Blacks coach, he'd be pretty pleased with that won't he? Yes,
1: of course he will. But uh, I have to say that, um, you know, more than Hanson are pleased with it because I think the organisers, the Japanese and World Rugby, were expecting a, a, a three-figure score, Lawrence. Um, and in a way, it seems really bad when you say the 63 points is a, some sort of moral victory. But but Canada have been really, really poor in this tournament. And, you know, 63 was almost uh, almost acceptable. But, um, you know, the All Blacks is not their fault, Um they 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 played well, uh they've dropped a few balls, but um you know, it, 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 it's it's a big win for them. The only thing is, um I think, you know, as you probably remember from your days, when you're playing a, a team that's so easy, it's just possible you get into bad habits and um, you know, your your attention span goes down. So we'll see. But um sixty three 0 in any language it's not a bad result
2: yeah it's always difficult to know how good you are against such inferior opposition but I suppose the one highlight would have been the, the Barrett brothers Geordie, Bowden and of course Scott all getting on the score sheet I mean that's probably a, a, you know something quite unique really for as a family not, uh, and I'm sure all Black supporters will have enjoyed that. But uh, interestingly, Steve Hansen, you know, you mentioned that they, they dropped the ball 15 times, actually. And uh, he was at odds to to explain to everyone, as I'm sure all the other coaches have been, just how difficult the conditions are out in Japan with the humidity and the heat. And it's possibly not something people watching around the world would really appreciate. No,
1: you, you wouldn't. And, you know, the, the thing is about these stadiums, Lawrence, some of the... Some of them are they've they've got they've got roofs and they for some reason I don't understand. Those who've got who've got shifting roofs don't don't take them off. And my goodness, it's it's like being in a greenhouse to grow tomatoes in. So I um, <laughs> you know, even the All Blacks can drop the ball in those in those conditions. I mean, it's not as if it's lashing down with rain or incredibly windy, but it is a lot more difficult to play in these stadiums. And my goodness, you you lose half a stone just watching it.
2: Yeah. If we move on to France now, obviously in England's group, and you, they played the USA. um... France were just three points ahead with 20 minutes to go. So, you know, still their kind of same inconsistent, slightly ill disciplined display. Um and uh, they, I guess they were able to convert three late tries and, and survive a bit of a scare to see off the USA. But I don't suppose we'll read too much into that or, or England fans won't feel too troubled by what they saw.
1: Absolutely. You, you put it very, very well. I mean, the thing is, with, with 15 minutes to go, there's one score in it. And you, you're thinking, you're looking at the USA team and say, boys, do you, do you realise that this game is there for the taking? I mean, they were, they, they, France were very, very poor at the end of it, possibly because of extra um, fitness and conditioning. They, they scored three tries at the very end. But there was a time where you think if USA could just get a pressure platform now mm. and nose in front, this could be one of the sensations of all time. So, you know, I mean, Eddie Jones and everyone from Eddie Jones down to the, the youngest uh, England fan and um, we'll, we'll be thinking, by me you know, we've got to win that game. And unless France come from nowhere, it is a great chance for England. I, I thought they were really poor Lawrence against the USA. Yeah,
2: I, I agree. And I mean, I, I'm fascinated to hear from Bernard Larue afterwards, who's uh, obviously one of the French players, saying that he thought the match was going to be a bit easier and that uh, they got a big surprise in the first half coming from the USA. Um and he thinks that well, this, he thinks that the US will be a big threat in the future
1: <laughs> well I, I i mean they probably will i mean the thing is <clears throat> the tier 2 nations as we call them um, they do. They advance, but 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 really, really slowly. Mm. Frankly, um, I don't think that I don't think that anyone's going to come steaming through. And I'm sure we'll come to Fiji in a minute. But I don't think anyone's going to come steaming no. through the way that the finances and, and 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 the games are allocated at the moment. But you know, look, we we wouldn't it be lovely if in if in eight years' time, uh, USA are good enough to host the tournament. You know, that, well, you say you say that, the,
2: Jonesy. Actually, I mean, we all know that the 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 World Cup will be going to. France, of course, in uh, 2023. But I saw somewhere uh, in the media that the USA have put in two bids for the World Cup in 2027 and the one in 2031. And you've got to feel that you know by putting in two bids, it would be fantastic if the US was to get a uh, uh, was to get one of those bids successfully. And you know, as we've seen with Japan in the last eight years, I mean, Japan were thumped by 100 points in 1995, and look where they are now. Yes, you know, who knows what. what what could happen and Jones even you would have to go on covering the rugby world cup to get to to get out to the USA for perhaps uh, maybe even your last hurrah who knows
1: I'll be a great-grandson a great sorry a great grandfather by then Lawrence <laughs> um, you'll only be a mere grandfather but um, look it'll be it'll be wonderful but I I still think that um you know, uh, you can't give. I mean, Japan have improved as, as a team. Mm. You 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 can give a world a World Cup to someone with a massive commercial and television uh, background, such as America. But still, you cannot give it to someone whose whose team are, are really poor. So, uh, let's hope in the next four years, with Gary Gold as coach, they come through. They are getting better. They are getting better. But you know, you still thought, blimey, boys, if you believed in that game uh, the day before yesterday if you believed you could have won it and that would have really put you on the map but in the end they, i don't think they quite believed
2: we're well, talking about winning um very early hours of uh, of you know greenwich meantime we saw fiji put on 45 points against uh georgia's 10 um and it's i guess after losing that that game to uruguay through you know poor discipline and poor place-kicking. It's fantastic to see Fiji put in the kind of performance that we kind of all expected, really, of them before the World Cup. And, you know, whilst we all talk about how good Wales are at the moment, um, you know, Warren Gatland would have sat up and taken notice of that performance.
1: He, he didn't have to see them play today to sit up and take notice on us. I, I think he's always been anxious about the game. And, you know, that game, what we have to remember is that all the Tier One nations—England, um, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, New Zealand—they had four or five hard warm-up games. Mm. Fiji didn't have anything like that, and it, it was always likely that as the tournament goes on, Fiji will get better and better. Now they, they, they had a good half against Australia today, um, and, and that's not that's not um, considered Georgia as easier opponents. They're absolutely not. But in this, in the, some of the stuff there from from Botia. Um, from Rudraadra um, was just sensational and just exactly what Fiji uh, are expected to do and and what we almost, di- you know, what we would love to see, what we dream about. Yeah. So um, anyone who's taken the Wales Fiji game for granted. If Fiji train on mm. is in Klo Kukulunga, that that should could be one of the ties of the tournament. Well, it's
2: it's it's their individual brilliance that makes them so dangerous, isn't it? You know, when we look at those individual names and we, you know, we see the teams that they play for right across the world, but a lot of them in France and and in the UK, mm. but across the world, and you and you think to yourself, any one of those players could light up, you know, a, a rugby pitch. It, it's a question of whether they can all come together collectively at that same time against uh, a, a much more. Maybe structured and much more disciplined opponent. I guess
1: exactly. I mean, Wales. Wales have got structured discipline, and they've got. I mean, they've got a culture. I mean, I'm not quite sure what that word means, but I think I think they have it. Um, and you know, Fiji are going to need the bounce of the ball. They're going to need their front row to stand up really well. Mm. Uh, but they they will be deadly dangerous. And, and I don't think actually that, that 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 Wales will treat that game. One millimetre as as um, um, less serious, for, yeah. for if you want to put it like that, as the, the Australian game, because you know if you, if if Wales don't beat the Fiji, they may as well not beat in Australia. It's, yeah, no, agreed. it's a massive game, and I mean, look, I'm re- I'm really looking forward to it, and you know, I've seen Fiji beat Wales in the World Cup before, playing brilliant rugby, and when you got Rondradra and and Boche and these guys, when you got um, Roarka up front and uh, etc you're really you're really in business
2: and just moving on to Ireland who uh You know, recovered from that disappointment. I mean, they must have been so desperately disappointed with their own performance, never mind Japan thoroughly deserving it, just from their own point of view. Johnny Sexton back in that side, so, so important for them. I mean, it it wasn't the perfect performance by any stretch, but 35-0, you know, no major injury concerns, I don't think. You know, they they managed to to nil Russia and and sort of job done, really, without being spectacular, and they can focus now on, on their remaining game.
1: Yeah, that's that's true. But as as we saw tonight, I mean, first of all, Russia were by no means negligible opposition, and the crowd gave them a massive reception afterwards. But Ireland did the job. I mean, I think we, these days, when, as you remember, uh, as you said, that Japan lost, was it, 120-odd mm-hmm. at once, and people are losing by 70 and 80, that's not happening in this tournament. You know, 35 nil, five converted tries is... is by the standards of a non-professional team like Russia, is perfectly good. I think that um, Ireland need to get the show, needed to get the show back on the road, which they did. As you said, Saxton is so important mm. for them. They've not had great luck with injury, but I think I think the next thing is, Lawrence, is they have got to erase the Japanese game totally from their memory banks. And they've got to say, look, well, we're the team that beat New Zealand. We're the team that won a Grand Slam not long ago. And we've got to get back in there because Ireland are going to have one chance yeah. in the quarterfinals. And uh, they have to be... Ireland as we know and love them
2: and do you think do you hold anything to the to the sort of uh, notion that now you know Ireland came into this tournament I can't even remember whether they were world number one or were they world number two but they were certainly in the top two and, and it's just maybe they just don't particularly feel comfortable with that kind of uh hunted tag and they're they're much more dangerous side when they're the when they're the underdogs when they're coming from behind and you do feel given their form coming into this world cup with 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 the defeat to japan now that that they will whoever they end up playing in the quarter final if they make it through they will be the underdog as opposed to the favorite
1: i totally agree and you know let's be fair the you know, the idea of it, of Ireland going out there and saying we are the number one team in the world is very unfamiliar to them mm. and, in, and and as you say not very comfortable and I think that um you know as you say the underdog tag is much easier I think I think with Ireland their natural state is bloody mindedness and and you know when when you play Japan and you suddenly your favourites are up against a really good team it's difficult to handle. And I think I think that's one of Scotland's problems, Lawrence. That you know they they don't like it when when they get better and better. Suddenly yeah. they should win games, yeah. and they don't. So I mean, as you say, I think the 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 animal, for want of a better word, in the Irish performance is now going to show through, and uh, then we'll see what they're really made of because they have got the players definitely.
2: Well, talking of players, that leads us nicely into the um, into the big game of the third weekend of Rugby World Cup. At least the big game. As far as England fans are concerned, it is, of course, England v Argentina. Let's get into the the meat of that game. Of course, England coach Eddie Jones is revered in Japan following his stint in charge of the national team. But what do the local media think of his current side? Owen slot has been getting the views of the Japanese journalists who are following England.
1: Who are your favorite players? Players? Ah. Mm. Mm. Johnny May? Johnny May. El Anyone else?
0: Mmm so Owen Farrell is uh, a very good player, I think. Uh, a Little funny uh from uh, no, before the kick.
1: Who is your favorite England player? Will Gibson? Johnny Wilkinson he, he, He's gone Johnny, 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 Johnny. He's gone, yes Did you know Eddie when he was in Japan? Yes, of course And he was your friend?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe
1: <laughs> Nope <laughs> no. Was Eddie ever scary? Scary? Yeah
0: scary. Oh, uh, uh, on, on TV, yeah but, but that is the
1: good attitude And who is your favourite player in the England team now? Tui Dulagi <laughs> Big player, big runner Manu Tui I love his style. He has a good physical body. And anyone else you like? England, in- in powerful prop. Which prop do you like? Yeah, one number one. Number Joe Marla? Yeah, yeah. With the with the funny yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Powerful yeah. and so
2: like monster. Like like monster. Is it like a monster? <laughs> <laughs> powerful. Jonesy, I know you and I have been slightly quizzical, if critical, of some of the selections over the last few weeks. But uh, Eddie Jones has picked a team that's the same one that opened the tournament against Tonga, other than the inclusion of George Cruz in place of Courtney Laws. And a real shuffle around on the bench. Great to see Vunapola, Mako that is, uh, Henry Slade and Jack Knoll on the bench. So, I mean, by and large, that is a very, very strong looking team and a very strong looking bench.
1: It is It is indeed. I just would have maybe preferred Mako to start and let's see where he's at, you know, because mm. say they do beat Argentina and they're, they're 20, 20 nil up with 15 minutes to go when he comes on, then suddenly it's slightly different. But let's take those three players. Mako mm. Napola is absolutely world-class at his best, he is a force of nature. Yeah. Uh, He is absolutely unstoppable, unbelievable. If you want him to play the 80 minutes, he can. Also, I think Mako's um, sort of, um, Mako's uh, equivalent in the back line is Jack Nowell. I think he he is a force of nature. I think he's, he's he's not the fastest, he's not the biggest, but I think he's a brilliant player. And then obviously, uh, I think um, Slade is a, Mm. is a great footballer too. So, Got three good men there. What would be lovely, in my opinion, is if they get ahead of Argentina pretty well and give those three players a, a really good chance. Maybe half an hour to yeah. prove themselves.
2: Yeah, I mean, I can understand Vanapola having Mako not having played a huge amount of rugby. Um, mm. Eddie Jones will want to just hold him back for the second half because there's no doubt. Um, given the uh, the rhetoric and the language and the lead up to this game, that Argentina are going to come. Uh, with, uh, with everything that they've got. And that, that, that's another talking point for us, really, uh, Jonesy, because in this world that we live in of sterile press conferences and pre-planned media Q&As, um, it was uh, Argentina hooker and captain uh, Augustine Crevy who has predicted that the game is going to be like a war. So he's, uh, he's definitely talking it up, if, uh, uh, if nothing else.
1: Yes, and sterile press conferences is the right word. I've been to about 4,000 of them over the years, and ever since Sir Clive and you guys retired, they were never fun anymore. But, you know, everyone's so... um, uh, afraid of offending the opposition and giving them something to cling on. Well, you can but usually rely on I, I,
2: you can usually rely on Eddie Jones to throw a couple of grenades in there. But he, he, he but he needs a he, a he needs a he'll partner to play with, doesn't he? Really, and in in the days of That's Sir Clive something. Woodward, he had <laughs> he had a nemesis. But uh, he doesn't seem to have as many that, that that sort of bite these days.
1: No, he doesn't. And and Creasy, uh, you know, look. Let's be fair to the bloke. I mean, he's a fantastic bloke, and he's the captain of his country. I. I, and i think he just you know that word came out but when you talk about war people think well, whoa, 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 whoa you know I mean it's not war is it'll never be war but i think he i think he you know what what he said i think what he was saying between the lines was look we may not be the greatest team in our history. I mean Argentina have got a magnificent record in world mm. cups. But I think the only way they can they can they can um, inconvenience England is really give it the most ferocious blast. Yeah. And I think that's what he's saying. Incidentally now I don't even think that uh, that Creevy is the best um hooker in the team. I think Montoya mm. has taken over from him but Creevy may well still be there on in yeah. on the basis of I mean of the I mean you've got to you got
2: you got to say that 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 as an England player, you know, that would really fire me up really. If that's what I Yeah, no, and and you know, I mean, effectively, Argentina are playing for for their World Cup life because if they lose this, <laughs> they this are, match. It's knockout Anything rugby for them. Be,
1: let's, let's be fair; you didn't have to be called a war to fight.
2: <laughs> you were always fighting. No, but I look at but that no, England yes. pack, and, I, and he's gone with the Toji and Cruz, and we've got obviously the you know Joe Marler, who's had a magnificent tournament. Jamie George, world class. Um, yes. You know Sinclair, and, we, and we've gone for that kind of youthful back row again of, of, of Tom Curry, Sam Underhill, Billy Vanapola. You know, for me, what I'm looking for, for we, we're going to find out about England now. And everyone keeps asking me here, and I'm sure they're asking you in Japan what have we got a chance of winning this World Cup? Well, the answer is we don't actually know. And the only way we're going to find out is is after games like this weekend and next weekend against France. And what I saw and what the world saw in the the game between Wales and Australia was Test Rugby played at a different level. In fact, two or three different levels from most of the games that we've seen in this comp. And what I'd like to see from England, we're probably not going to hit those heights, but if we see something that's maybe one or two levels above what we've seen both physically and tactically and in terms of the speed of thought and everything that they do, um, I'll be a lot happier as an England fan sat here back in London.
0: The train is now approaching. Junction and platform. Passengers. Report, please stay on board. Next stop, road station. iOS helps you control which apps you share your exact location with. There's more to iPhone. Plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, it's a massive game for them. No more excuses. This is not a warm-up game. It's not a game against a tier two. It is a full, uh, uh, in a sense, it's a knockout game. And and this is the one. No no more mucking around with the selection. No more bewildering us. Front on Try and put Argentina away by a big margin. I think on Saturday evening, Lawrence will either be saying, Blimey, you know, I'm really, really worried about this England team, or we'll be saying Mm. they could win this tournament. It's going to be
2: one of the two. Well, Jonesy, you're always uh, the man who gives everyone the marks. I want, I want every man in my England team to have an eight out of ten from Stephen Jones on on uh, on Sunday morning because that's, I think, what it's going to take to to you know to get England to the next level. You know that that physical, Absolutely. that physical, and I'm really looking forward to uh, to seeing Billy Vanapola play with his brother on the field because I think that will bring out that little bit of extra bite that we're looking for from him too. Um, I mean, if I was to put you on the spot, what would you, I mean, what would you, what would you expect from England? Uh, I mean, they're only interested in winning, I guess, but uh, can you see it being a tight game or do you see it being much more comfortable than that?
1: No, I think it'll be comfortable because I think Argentina have lost their way. I, we all love the Pumas. They're my favourite second team, but not this time. And I think England could win this one. I think if they get in early, I think they could win by 25, 28 points. I really do. And then the cat is amongst the pigeons.
2: And if we look at some of the other uh, preview games, uh, I mean, South Africa against Italy. I'm covering this one on ITV. Interestingly, um, you know, South Africa, obviously disappointing against the All Blacks, um, very efficient against Namibia. I mean, Italy, this is their big test now. This is their World Cup if they want a chance of progressing. Um, Both teams have sort of used... The driving mall, They've scored quite a few tries from, from sort of traditional mm. old-school tactics. Nothing wrong with that at all. Um, but given what we've seen from Italy, particularly defensively, with South Africa putting their best team out on paper and the best team out there on the field, um, I'd expect South Africa to want to make a bit of a statement too.
1: Absolutely. And I think that um, they were slightly, even though they ran the All Blacks close, they were disappointed with themselves. And I think this is a team they really should put away. I mean, we all want... Italy to get better in terms of, you know, the six nations. We don't want the five nations plus Italy. We want the six. And they've showed signs. But I would be amazed if Italy are in touch at halftime. I really would. I really wish they could be. But, you know, South Africa, a bit like England, Lawrence, Mm. no excuses, guys. We're at the business end of the tournament almost, and you've got to win by 35 points. Otherwise, there will be a question mark above you. Mm.
2: A quick word for our Scottish friends, because I I was uh, listening back to the Ruck, and uh, I realised that we didn't uh, really pay enough attention to Scotland in the last uh, episode. Um, You know, they comfortably dispatched Samoa, um, albeit you know, not a spectacular performance. And I know that, that there's nothing on the imminent horizon, but, but where would you assess the, uh, the mood, if you like, of the, of the Scottish camp right now?
1: When you say your Scottish friends, how many of those are there?
2: Uh, well, I'm, I'm not using both hands, but... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, the, 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 I, I would love them to keep on going. I mean, uh, Ireland was a d- devastating for them. Uh, Samoa, a not easy opposition. Hmm. And now and again, he thought, come on, lads, you're almost there. You're, you're kicking into gear. Never quite happened. But they've got some good old forwards in there. Um, you know, I, I love Finn Russell. I love his attitude. It's just a confidence I thing, thought, isn't
2: it? They, they just need to need yes, to somehow give yes. them turbo boost themselves and give themselves that. Because they've got the ability, albeit, you know, they've, they've, they've not got massive they've, depth in their squad, but they've got the ability to, to strike. They've
1: got the ability to strike. Incidentally, some people did complain we didn't give them enough t- t- time on the ruck last time out. But let's be fair, we, you know, it, it was just two minutes after the game. But um, I think they've got the nucleus. But it's this critical mass point. You know, these games, you should win. You should just win them by a point. Mm. If you don't do it, you get sent back. Now, you know, Scotland, it is a great chance for them to, to, to qualify and then throw the whole kitchen sink in. I think people like Finn Russell, Duncan Taylor, are tremendous player, Stuart Hogg obviously. And I just think rather than, you know, in a way, Gregor Townsend, don't don't overhype them, don't overcoach them, don't keep them f- popping overloads. Just send them out They say, Boys, play with your heart and your soul. Play as if you're wearing a kilt mm-hmm. and, and and see how it goes. I think they're better than their record and I'd really love to see them you know come out firing and cause havoc in the rest of this tournament I, it's unlikely but I think there's just a chance and and you know get up there and stop promising and start delivering on your
2: promises and our final word of the Ruck preview goes to our host Japan they play Samoa of course on Saturday and after that spectacular wondrous amazing performance against Ireland Jamie Joseph has got the task of of rousing the Again, really against Samoa because uh, you know we need to make sure that this isn't a one-off, and, and the feeling is it won't be. You know, Japan seem very, very focused on on their objective, which is to reach the knockout stages of their own World Cup.
1: The, the, it's, you're dead right, and it's funny because when we first came here, you, you'd ask the uh, the waiters and the and the and the, the reception staff about the World Cup, they wouldn't have a clue. Now they're sort of saying, "Oh, Michael Leach and Horrier and." You know, these guys, they, they suddenly start knowing the names and you meet people on trains with, with red and white jerseys on even even though it's not a match day. And God, it, it is a great chance for them. And with respect to Samoa, I would love to see Japan keep on. But again, it's, it's that thing about the mental build-up, Lawrence. When, you, when you're when you expected to win, it's totally different than when you're not. Mm. And uh, I, I, I hope they win, and I hope they create a massive impression in the quarterfinal. They're just such lovely people down here. It's an amazing place. It's annoying, and, and it's lovely in, in equal measure. And uh, I would hate it if... If suddenly they lost momentum, because they're on the verge of taking a whole country with them.
2: And Stephen, you're you're obviously uh, getting yourself all geared up for for England Argentina. If, uh, have you got anything anything planned? I mean, what's what's happening across your your Rugby World Cup weekend?
1: Rugby World Cup weekend would be a heck of a lot of work. He, you know, you've worked, you work you work for the Sunday Times as well. Um, I thought slavery had been abolished <laughs> years ago, but cle- clearly not. Um, I've got while w- she's standing by to do your um, do your column, but also um, uh, David Walsh, our colleague and our friend, is. Um, He's got other things on his mind now with the Albert. Albert well, there, there's Salisbury. so much. There's so
2: much happening in the world of athletics and, and about there's doping that I, I would imagine David is not getting any sleep whatsoever at the moment.
1: He's not getting any sleep, and the old ball is the last from his mind. But we still got <laughs> we still got an albeit weakened squad without him. And um, yeah, look, the thing is, people say to you, you know, you must get tired of rugby," and you know, but it, it is a hard old thing out here, and um, uh, but it's wonderful. And I feel like almost childlike, um, uh, you know, childlike. Um, I, I, I'm looking forward to it in a childlike way in the Argentina game, but also all the other games. This is the World Cup. This is all we've ever wanted. And I'm absolutely really up for it. And I know you will be. I know when you get down here. It'll be double that.
2: Well, listen, Jonesy. I was about to say reinforcements are on their way, my friend. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm bringing <laughs> much the, needed. I'm bringing the body armor and the wallets, and I'm looking forward to it. And listen, the last weekend was just a wondrous World Cup weekend. And if any, if if this weekend can match it, or even better it, or just give us some incredible stories, some incredible memories, we'll be very, very happy. Jonesy, thank you very much for talking to us. See you soon, my friend. Cheers, buddy. Well, my thanks to Stephen and Owen. The Ruck returns on Monday where we'll be reflecting on the weekend's games and looking forward to the upcoming week of fixtures. To never miss an episode, subscribe now through Acast, Apple Podcast or your favourite podcast provider. And don't forget, for the best rugby writing and the best coverage of the tournament, subscribe to The Times and The Sunday Times.
0: As you're listening to me, Daisy, Apple's iPhone disassembly robot, is dismantling an iPhone into lots of recyclable parts. That's how Apple recovers more materials than conventional recycling methods. Thanks, Daisy. There's more to iPhone. Hey, it's Paige
1: DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.